Welcome to Friends in Fiction, five best-selling authors and the stories. Novelists Mary Kay Andrews, Kristen Harmel, Christy Woodson Harvey, Patty Callahan Henry, and Mary Alice Monroe are five longtime friends with more than 80 published books to their credit. In 2020, they created Friends in Fiction to provide author interviews and fascinating insider talk about publishing and writing, and to highlight independent bookstores. These friends discuss the books they've written, the books they're reading now, and the art of storytelling. If you love books and you're curious about the writing world, you're in the right place. <laughs> I was like, where are we? What is happening? Exactly. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Friends in Fiction, where behind the scenes, we have been having the worst tech problems of our lives tonight, Ever. but it's all going to work Ever. out. It's all going to okay. work out. Because you know why it's going to work out? Because tonight is a very, very, very special night, because it is Christy Woodson Harvey's launch for Under the Southern Sky. A story of love, loss, and friendship. Isn't that cover beautiful? I know. Mm. And it proves that the family, the one we're born into and the one we create, is always closer than you think. I'm Kristen Harmel, and I loved the deep sense of loyalty between the characters in this book. Whether it was Parker and Amelia's childhood bonds of friendship, or the way that three years after her death, Parker works to maintain Greer's legacy. I'm Patty Callahan Henry, and I loved so much about this book, but it really rang true for me the exploration of what it means to be a mother in this story, how mothering extends far beyond the characters' children, and families are created in myriad ways. Yeah, I'm Mary Kay Andrews, and I loved how every character has a secret, and the unveiling of those secrets ultimately leads us to what happens in the end. Yeah. I'm Christy Woodson Harvey. I'm the author of Under the Southern Sky. And thank you guys so much for those nice comments. And also, I'm in a hotel room and I get like a one on room raider right now. So I'm sorry. <laughs> this was the only way I could like get it all going. So it's, we're fine. It actually looks beautiful. I, I give Your you that. It's really pretty. You really yeah. Nice. yeah, you look very classy at the moment. But you oh, are good. 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 So you might notice that we are missing Mary Alice Monroe tonight, but she'll be back next week. I hope that by now all of you have seen Christie's Which Character in Other in Under the Southern Sky Are You Quiz. If you've somehow missed it, we are dropping the link at the top of the chat right now. But all week she has been asking you to play along so that tonight we can reveal who each character is. You can also find the link under announcements on our Friends and Fiction group page. This is, of course, a very scientific foolproof mm -hmm. quiz mm -hmm. tested yeah. on Christie's nine-year-old before it went out into the world. So yeah. we hope that you take a lot of stock mm -hmm. in the answers and maybe even use them <laughs> to make a crucial life choice or two in the future. That's right. So take a seat on the front porch like Christie's characters, Olivia, Elizabeth, and Tilly would do. Grab your special <laughs> sweet tea and your Mama Geraldine's flavor of choice. Mama G's cheese straws are so authentic. Everyone would believe they're homemade. Why would you tell them otherwise? Even if you took them to the church picnic. But remember, use the code FAB5 for 20% off at mamageraldines.com. 
And while you lie on Cape Carolina's pristine beaches or boat in its calm, clear waters, don't forget to bring along your reading material. Page One Books, a book subscription package that pairs all your reading hopes and dreams with the insightful pics of a real-life indie bookseller, will know exactly the right book to give you to put in your beach bag. So find out more, probably the beach bag from Christy with the stripes. Yeah, exactly. Find out more on our Friends in Fiction Facebook page and use Fab5 for 10% off if you're a new subscriber. Kristen. Oh, yes. I also want to let you know that if you haven't purchased Christie's Under the Southern Sky yet, our bookseller of the week, Booktown, is offering 10% off our new and upcoming releases, of course, including Under the Southern Sky. And also, by the way, including the books uh written by our guests that will be here in a little while, who you may or may not know about. If not, they're surprise guests to you. But also, the reason I'm wearing these shades, I mean, other than just, I'm just dazzled by Christmas star power. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Anyone who buys Under the Southern Sky from Booktown between now and Saturday will get a limited edition pair of Friends and Fiction shades. See, they even say friends and fiction right here on the side. How cool is that? Because so y'all, cool. because y'all know the southern sky gets awfully sunny. Now take it away, Christy. Yes, it does. <laughs> All right, friends. Well, I am so excited about tonight. Thank you so much for your incredible support. I've been on tour for the last few days. I have seen so many of you in real life and virtually, and it has been like it's just almost been surreal to like have spent this last year together and then to be like seeing you guys in real life. So thank you for being so supportive. Thank you for buying this book and sharing it with your friends. And it has just meant more to me than I can ever say. And thank you to my author friends who have just done so much to promote this book and listen to me, you know, whine and panic and all the things that we do during launch week. So thank you. Um, but you guys have all carried us through such a difficult year. And I'm so, um, like I said, just excited to see you on tour. And so now, whether you're an Amelia, a Greer, a Parker, an Elizabeth or a Tilly, please know how grateful we all are and that I love each of you almost as much as I love the, char- the, my, the, the characters in this book and my fab four, even though Mary Alice isn't here. Uh, we're going to be doing a giveaway for each category tonight. So um, let us know in the comments at the end, whether you're a one, two, three, four, or five. And if by chance we run out of time to talk about the answers to the quiz, um, do not worry. We will post them under announcements. You can put whether you're a one, two, three, four, or five, and we will pick winners and let you know who wins. Um, and the prizes, someone in each category is going to win one of my exclusive Under the Southern Sky candles and an I Read Christy Whitson Harvey tote bag. All right. Awesome. Perfect. So- okay, we will talk about, about we will talk a bit more about that later. But for now, back by popular demand, friends and fiction theater. <laughs> so we didn't know when we got started that we would then be delving into the theater world. So those of you who tuned in last month for my launch of Surviving Savannah raved raved maybe the uh, dramatic performances of those four ladies including over the top accent southern swooning and christy with kristen with her i guess we call it facial hair (laughs) 
It was just back and watch the episode if you missed it. Is what it looked like drier lint to me. Yeah, like drier lint. All right, but did we here at Friends and Fiction accept the obvious that we are not, in fact, Oscar caliber actresses? Heck no. We doubled down. We doubled down. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So, without further ado, welcome to the Friends and Fiction Players Edition of Under the Southern Sky. Now, wait, wait. There's a bit more ado before we get started. We want to remind you all out there, y'all out there, that first week's sales count enormously towards the New York Times bestseller list. Our Christy is the rock of friends and fiction. In fact, she is our CFO. Mm. So she, this is no dumb blonde, y'all. This girl knows her stuff. Unlike Patty and me. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to say that, but you did. So it's okay with me. So if you like what you hear about tonight, in fact, if you've tuned in for any of our Friends Infection episodes this year and enjoyed us, would you please consider picking up a copy of her book this week? It's available in trade paperback. So the cover price is less than $17, which I think is about, I think that's less than you spend on a good bottle of bourbon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is full of heart and drama and important questions about what makes a mother. And all you know, the thing that one of the things, many things that binds all of us on Friends in Fiction is that we are all moms. And you will love it as much as we all did. Mm. Mary Kay, your check is in the mail. Thank you uh-huh. for that wonderful endorsement. Really, the check is all of you. Um, seriously, thank you, Boo. I, I, I appreciate all your support more than I can say. And to all of you out there, your kind words over the past few months and especially the past few days have meant so much. There's no one that I would rather be celebrating with. And it's the thing that I've been most looking to on my book, looking forward to on my book tour. So thank you. Hey, I'm pretty fun to celebrate with too. I know. I know. No one brings the fun like you, Aunt Tilly, but you won't show up until later in the book. So simmer down for now. (laughs) I make no promises of simmering. None. (laughs) Welcome, y'all, to Cape Carolina. Here, the water is pristine, the tea is always sweet, and family is everything. But some of our town's children have moved away, and as our story opens, they're adrift, their lives turned upside down. Hi, I'm Amelia Saxton. You may recognize me from the book cover. See my hat? (laughs) So you know it's me. But for me, it was tough to grow up in a town where family meant the world because I found out at the age of 14 that due to a medical issue, I would never be a biological mother. And yeah, my Southern accent is terribly uneven tonight. I have no idea what's happening here. (laughs) (laughs) You can imagine how strange it was for me then in this lobby of Palm Beach Conceptions, a fertility center specializing in the storage of frozen embryos. Mere hours after learning that the family I thought I had so carefully constructed had just imploded. Thad, my husband of three years, was having an affair with my hairdresser. My male hairdresser. Love me. Oh, I know there's not a lot of coming back from that. I will tell you. But then I stumbled upon something that made me think of a dear childhood friend, Parker Thayer. Amelia Saxton. Yeah, I know Amelia Saxton. We grew up together in Cape Carolina. I think our moms would have liked us to end up together. And if I'm being honest, there's a time I dreamed of a life with Amelia too. But that's not how life turned out. I'm Parker Thaisden, by the way. And you know what? 
One thing I've learned is that life never turns out the way you think. Amelia went her own way, becoming a superstar journalist. And me, I married the spectacular Greer McCann. I'm still living in the house I shared with her, working for her father's company here in Palm Beach. But Greer, Greer died three years ago. You see, life doesn't always work out the way you plan. Oh, plans, plans, plans. These kids think they can plan for the future. I'm Elizabeth Saxon, Amelia's mother, and I worry about my little girl every day. Sure, she's in her 30s. But your children never stop being little, you know? My best friend, Olivia, is Parker Thaisden's mother. And yes, I'll admit, we, we used to dream of our children falling in love, but sometimes dreams are just dreams. We figured that out. But it's been terrible to watch what has happened to that poor boy. You hear so much about widows, but what about men like Parker, the widowers? He hadn't moved on since Greer died, and I worry about him. I worry, too. I'm Olivia Thaston, Parker's mother and Elizabeth's best friend. Our husbands say we meddle too much in our children's lives, but we aren't meddling. We're helping, and we'll give up meddling when they give up cigars. In the meantime, though, you'll find us sitting on our front porch, sipping our sweet tea. Hey, Mom! <laughs> Hi, Beth! <laughs> Hi! <laughs> okay, Olivia. Elizabeth? Okay. Elizabeth says, oh, Olivia, come oh, on. Oh, oh, Olivia, come on now. <laughs> We're among friends. And we certainly are over the age of 21. It's not just sweet tea, is it? I reveal nothing about the presence or absence <laughs> of a healthy splash of bourbon. And wait, what is that? Is that Tilly calling for you, Elizabeth? Yoo-hoo! <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. I better go check on her. Don't drink all that sweet tea without me, Olivia. I make no promises. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I am Amelia's Aunt Tilly. Amelia's mother, Elizabeth, who you just met, is my dear sister. And I've lived here with her and her aging, rambling family estate, Dogwood, since my fiancé died in a horrible accident more than 35 years ago. All of Cape Carolina thinks I have lost my mind. And I'm sure I'd rather dress like Queen Elizabeth or wear a fascinator than be myself. And I might tell you, I'm at the ball, not the church picnic. <laughs> but how much of this is real and how much of it is an act? Only I know. And the thing about being the eccentric aunt who everyone thinks is crazy, you tend to hear things, see things that others do not. And one thing I can see is how much my Amelia is hurting. Parker phased in too. And sometimes when people are in pain, they can finally find their way back to where they belong. But I'm, as usual, getting a bit ahead of myself. Wait, wait. I think there's something coming from the great beyond for me. <laughs> oh, she really is like coming from the is great Is something beyond. coming up? I, I'm not quite sure. What, uh, you what? guys, everyone out there, as you can see, Ellen. Wait, Hildebrand, there she is. There she is. Yay. She's coming from the great beyond. <laughs> okay, wait, you guys. Sorry. 
I do not want to be the weak link here. Can you see me? Yes, yes, yes. 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 Okay. Okay. okay, 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 okay. Hello, everyone. Do you think I'd let Chrissy Woods and Harvey tell the story without me? Absolutely not. I'm Bruma Cam Basin, and it might have died three years ago, but I'm still very much a part of the story. You see, I have some secrets I kept before I passed, and one of them involves Amelia, who, and I'm just being honest here, I was always a little jealous of. Sure, I had everything I ever wanted, almost everything, but anyone with eyes could see that Parker still carried a torch for the girl next door, though I knew he loved me with all his heart. It doesn't matter now, though, does it? What matters is that I left my journals behind, and Parker is about to find out the truth about a few things that will change his life. Can I just pause here and give a huge welcome to our dear friends and fiction friends, Wade Rouse and Ellen They've been guests on our show before. They will certainly be here again. But tonight, they are Parker and Greer. And we're so thrilled to have them. And of course, I am thrilled to have my mom, Beth Woodson, um, here to be my blogging partner on Design Chic. So welcome, you guys. And thank you for being a part of this great celebration. Uh, Ellen's having oh, no. Ellen has no internet, but she made it on for a minute. So that's good. Well, that's awesome. I mean, Christy, she is coming to us from the great beyond. I think you're being yeah. a little judgy about the Wi-Fi connection right. from the great beyond. Right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and I believe this is the point where I'm supposed to remind you, stop interrupting. You may be the author, but we have some mysteries to solve tonight, young lady. You run a very tight ship, Kristen. <laughs> That's Amelia Sal intertwined, beginning on page one. When Amelia finds out her marriage is over the same day her modern love piece appears in the New York Times. And yes, it is a piece about her thoroughly modern love with her amazing husband, Dad, and their decision not to have children. But is that really what Amelia wants? It's the life she thought she was fated for. But there are lots of different ways to become a mother, aren't there? And Amelia is about to come face to face with one of them. You remember that fertility clinic I mentioned? I came here as a reporter to find out what happens to embryos deemed abandoned. But instead, I found something that turned my world upside down. There, on a list I definitely shouldn't have been looking at, were the names of two people I knew well. Parker Thaisden and his wife, Greer. Greer had died three years ago, but her embryos, the ones she had created with Parker, we're still here. It was May 16th, 2016. I knew by then that I was dying and I drove to the fertility clinic to visit my embryos. The embryos Parker and I had decided to freeze when we thought there was still hope. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ghosts have such a hard time talking. Crazy. There was a future. They were just cells, but they already seemed to have their own personalities. One looked like a beautiful flower, a bounty bear, and one a ladybug. They were mine, but they never would be. They would be yet another decision Parker would have to make once I was gone. The day Amelia told me about the embryos, which had been, been deemed abandoned because the morons at the fertility center had spent the last three years <laughs> calling Greer's phone, everything changed. It was such a mix of emotions. I was alone, really, truly alone. But I wasn't, was I? Amelia was here looking at me like she wanted to fix everything. And what if she could? I mean, I know that wasn't the role she was intended to play in my life, 
But what if Amelia, who I'd I'd known my whole life, could carry those embryos to term? I was the one who offered. Given my history with both Parker and Greer, well, maybe it was the right thing. Maybe it was the only thing. Or maybe it was a huge mistake. I want what's best for Parker, too, of course. Amelia's my daughter. But I love Parker Thaisen like a son. Still... How do I walk my, watch my daughter walk down a road like this? A road that can end in so many different versions of regret and sadness. And how can I stand by and pretend I don't see the way that Amelia and Parker look at each other sometimes? I'm not blind. <laughs> a choice like this, well, maybe it's a way forward. But maybe it's also something that destroys any chance of a future together. All I want is happiness for these children. Happiness and a refill of our sweet tea, please. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In all seriousness, I worry that Parker and Amelia are making a mistake. But life is built on mistakes, isn't it? It's messy and perfect and filled with good intentions. And somehow, when people's hearts are in the right place, they wind up on the right path after all. I'm trying not to interfere, but I worry. And in all that worry, I wonder whether things will really turn out right for any of us. Worrying is a waste of time. But maybe that's easy for me to say. You see, for years now, I have been carrying a secret that would change everything for Parker and Amelia. I am not quite ready to reveal it yet, but I will be. Or maybe not. Who knows? But I'm a firm believer that things happen when they're meant to happen, how they're meant to happen. And maybe, just maybe, all of our fates have been written in the stars all along. You'll have to pick up Under the Southern Sky if you hope to learn Aunt Tilly's secrets and what happens with Amelia Parker and the last legacy of Greer. But before we end our obviously spectacular play, I'd like to leave you with this. Life doesn't turn out the way you think it will. Sorry to sound like Patty. (laughs) (laughs) But if you do your best to follow your heart, you might wind up exactly where you're meant to be. And sometimes the end of something is a beautiful beginning. And sometimes the legacy we leave behind is the one we least imagined. Thank you so much to my friends and fiction sisters, and especially to my mom and to Wade and Ellen for joining us today. They were spectacular. (laughs) Before they leave us, though, um, can we take a minute to have them share their next books? Ellen, I'm going to let you go first since your Wi-Fi is so spotty. You are our golden girl, so can you tell us about your golden girl? Thank you. (laughs) Okay, I'm We'll be very brief, so that who knows if anyone will even hear this. My novel, Golden Girl, comes out June 1st. It's about a Nantucket novelist who is killed on page one in a hit-and-run accident. She leaves behind three almost grown children. Goes She goes up to beyond, and she is allowed three nudges, and she's able to watch what happens below for the summer. She can influence the outcome three different times. And wow. I hope you love it. And thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I'm so honored. Well, and thank you so much. You're a rock star. Thank you for hanging in there. Tip of the hat. 
<laughs> Thanks for coming. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. Okay. And I have already had a chance to read Wade's latest beautiful Viola Shipman novel called The Clover Girls, which is coming May 18th. It is so beautiful. It's so well written. I could not put it down. So Wade, can you tell us a little bit about The Clover Girls? Sure. It's um, about four very different girls who become best friends at summer camp in the 1980s. And then, as we all understand, life and adulthood distances them until one of the friends is diagnosed with a terminal illness at the age of 50. And she reaches out to all of her friends and asks that they return to camp in order to reclaim their friendship, um, the women they once were and the dreams that they once had. And, you know, I think this is an ode to not only friendship, but also forgiveness. And uh, as we've learned the last year, the fragility of life. Um, and if you have a best friend, I think this is the book for you. You know, my grandma, Viola Shipman, my pen name, always said life is as short as one blink of God's eye. And too often in that blink, we forget what's important. And we've all learned the last year, it's family, faith, and as you all so beautifully um, signify every week, it's friendship. Um, so that's a story of friendship that you all bring to life. And um, I thank you for having me, Christy. You and Mary Alice provided beautiful endorsements for the book. So um, I can't ever thank you enough. And I have to say, not just congratulations on your launch week, but congratulations on what I think is one of the best books of the year. Um, it touched me deeply. And, you know, this is really, it redefines what family is to all of us. So I, I hope everybody picks Please. up the copy. That's so nice. I like, I want to cry a little bit. Thank you so much for saying that. We really appreciate you being here. I was so excited to see you pop on and you look so handsome. I wore this. It's my southern trip. A polo and a bow tie. A little wine. You're Parker. I mean, you just did such a good job. But really, thank you. You are so wonderful. We love you. We're so glad that you could be a part of this. And there's, I'm so happy you could be here to celebrate. Um, and for everybody out there, we hope that you'll add Ellen and Wade's new novels to your TBR list, along, of course, with the upcoming novels of Mary Kay, Mary Alice, and Kristen, which we'll be talking about a ton in the coming weeks. They're all fabulous. All of those books, as well as Under the Southern Sky and Wade's books and Ellen's books and Patty's just released Surviving Savannah are available now through Saturday at Booktown for 10% off using the code FRIENDS. And don't forget that every purchase of Under the Southern Sky from Booktown gets you a free pair of our fabulous friends and fiction glasses. <laughs> don't go to the beach without them this summer. <laughs> All right. We have plenty more questions for Christy about Under the Southern Sky, but let's let Wade and Beth bow out for now. Um, they've probably been subjected to enough of us <laughs> for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much Thank the two of you. you. It's so good to see you. Your heart's so much better than mine. We'll work on that. We'll work on it later. <laughs> All right. Bye, Wade. Bye. <laughs> All right. So, and I just have to give some kudos to Ellen for going all in on the messages from the beyond. I mean, that was I know, right? <laughs> yeah. She wonder racking there, but <laughs> It was like we really had our Ouija board out. I liked that. Yeah. All right. So now that you've all witnessed a bit of the book in action, 
We have some questions for Christy too, but we would also love to ask her your questions if you have some. So if you have a question for Christy, drop it now in the comments. And don't forget to take the which character am I quiz and drop your character number in the comments too. In just a few minutes, if we have time, you'll be learning which which character that you are most similar to. Um, and if we don't have time, again, we will post those after the show. Um, but we will be and giving you're gonna win prizes, so post your numbers. There are prizes. So make sure to Post. So whether we actually announce them during the show or do that afterwards, you have to have entered your um, your character number, you know, which which you get one, two, three, four or five in the comments to be eligible for a prize. So make sure you do that, too. Love and as we said, <laughs> very scientific. It will guide the rest of your life decisions. It will. It will. Yeah. This is a big moment for all of you. Yeah. Like back but when for we now. did the places. Remember yeah. that? Yes. No. <laughs> for now it's our turn to ask christy the things we're dying to know and i'm going to start us off um because i want to um, christy <laughs> you told us a little bit about this book that it was a case of a few story ideas coming together for you could you talk a little bit about that yeah absolutely so um for one thing, I don't know about you guys, but I keep lots of different story ideas on my computer at all times and or like little post-it notes, just convenient places where I cannot ever find them, basically. Like wherever is right, a yeah. hard place that I can't find it, that's where it is. Um, and so this was probably, I don't know, probably like 20, 2018, 2019. I guess it was 2019. Um, feels like falling was finished and I was getting ready to start working on my new project. And I had two ideas, one about... Um, some, you know, what people do with their frozen embryos when they don't need them anymore. And then one about a man whose life does not go according to plan. And he ends up becoming a single father through a surrogate. And then I had a couple of other ideas too. Um, but a few years earlier, you know, a friend had given me this first idea because she and her husband were trying to figure out what to do with their leftover frozen embryos. And they were having a really hard time struggling to make that decision. And she said, you know, you should write a book about this. And quite often when someone says you should write a book about this, we're like, eh, great, good idea. But um, this actually was such a good idea. And I knew it at the time, but I just hadn't gotten to it yet. And it had been several years. And so um, right as I was getting ready to have that call, you know, that we all sometimes have with our agent, like, what should I do next? Which one do you think? Um, another friend called to tell me that she had just delivered a baby and that it was um, a surrogate that she had delivered from, you know, that had delivered the baby. And that the father of the embryos had lost his wife three years earlier or five years earlier. And in, in real life, three years in my story, um, and that he decided to have their children with a surrogate and so, or their child with a surrogate. So I just thought that was, um, Absolutely an amazing story. And, you know, sometimes the universe kind of like whispers in your ear. And this time I was like, okay, well, that's two of my stories kind of clumped together. And this is the story. And she called to say, you have to write a book about this. It's so good. So um, it took me a while to figure out what the story was actually going to be. But um, here we are. So it was it was kind of a case of a lot of things coming together. That's amazing. And and it's such it's such a great book. I mean, I just I hope everyone here gets a chance to read it. So, Christy, you were writing this book during a really extraordinary time in your life and also an extraordinary time in the world. Can you tell us what was going on behind the scenes while you were writing Under the Southern Sky and how that affected the story? Um, well, a couple of different things. So at the beginning of 
of when, when I was writing this story, um, Hurricane Florence had just come through Carteret County. We were living um, in like a million different rental houses all over the place. So we were laughing because we were like all of the possessions that we have left are in four gray bins. And we just carry our gray bins from like house to house and, you know, VRBO to VRBO and friend's house to friend's house and wherever we can find to crash. Um, so it was a very like uprooted time for me. There was not a lot of like, oh, I'm going to go to my office and write my book now. It was like, oh God, where are we going to live today? I mean, it was was very crazy. Um, and, but one of those houses where we did live kind of inspired this story because it was the, at the end of this beautiful peninsula. Um, and the house was not this big rambling family home, like dogwood in the story. It was just a little beach house, but, um, but it was, it was cute. And the setting really did help inspire the story. Um, and then, you know, after that, we moved straight into the pandemic. So it was, um, there was a lot going on as there have been for all of us as we've been writing these past couple of years. Um, and so I do think that the story, you know, a lot of the ways that the losses and things like that kind of come through in this story were because of, you know, everything that was going on in the world at the time. Um, but also, you know, I wanted to write something that I tend to write, you know, happy books. I like to have I like to have a happy ending. And um, it was a book that made me happy while I was writing it, even though there's some sad parts. It was a really, really fun book to write. And it was kind of my escape during all of that. That's awesome. You know, it's so um, amazing that we can look back at the books we write and think about the place we were when we wrote yes. them. Yes. Right. And, yes. and, and, and when things are falling apart all around us, often the books are the touchstone, right? Yes. Come back to it, back to it. It's the one thing that's not going crazy. Well, one of my favorite parts of this book was lots of things, but how distinctly Southern it was. <laughs> I know that I texted you when I finished it, first of all, to tell you how much I loved it, how much it touched me. And I said, that's how you do it. Yeah. Because from the church picnic to the pimento cheese to the sweet tea, but it was way beyond cliche. It was the way they talked to each other, the things that mattered to them. So I want to know how much you relied on your own upbringing to do that, how much of it was on purpose, and how much was it just who you are? Um, this is such a good question. I do remember you were like the lemon squares at church. The lemon squares, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, it's so funny because those are things that I truly do not think about. Like I never sit down and think, Oh, I want to make this Southern or it needs to sound Southern. It's just how I grew up. And so when I'm writing, you know, these certain things, I'm not thinking that they're Southern. In fact, when my first book came out, well, my first book had like this real Southern dialect to it. So I kind of knew it was going to be like Southern. But when my second book came out, it really didn't. And I remember everyone being like Southern fiction, Southern fiction. And I was like, what? <laughs> this isn't really Southern fiction. And then like, looking back now, I'm like, well, of course it is, because that's just what I know. And so it's kind of how I write. And I just infuse those things into the story. And I don't even really think about them. So um, yeah, it is funny, though, to like, to think now about how so many of those things are kind of Southern cliches, but they're cliches, because they're true. <laughs> right. Yeah, but you also went like way past a cliche, right? Like yeah. Anybody yeah. can put in sweet tea and anybody can yeah. put in a bless of your heart. But yeah. the authenticity is just woven throughout mm -hmm. in a million threads. Yeah. Thank you, Patty. Thank you. 
Yeah, that's so true. So, Christy, I know you're super close. I'm smiling. I know. You do. <laughs> Christy, I know you're really close to your family, and we all just got to meet your mom, which how cool Yay. is that? Wasn't that awesome? Um, so, so, Christy, you wrote in your parade column this week that they show up on every page you write, that your family kind of infuses your work. Can you tell us a little bit about your family and how they influence this story? Um, I think one of the things that most influenced it was my mom and her sisters and kind of like their closeness. And, um, you definitely see that with Elizabeth and Tilly in particular. I mean, Elizabeth is dead set. I mean, she is not dying until Tilly does like, that's the way it's going to be because someone has to take care of her. Not that she's, she's not like dying in the book, but you know what hey. I mean? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Patty, you're perfectly capable. I, don't know. I can take care of myself. Anyway, sorry, I feel like I need to watch over you because you're a little I'm, bit gaga. <laughs> well, actually that's true, even in real life. So moving yeah. on. Yeah. You know, and I think we find out as the story goes on, some things that these sisters share that are way beyond what, it sort of even appears at first glance. And so, um, yeah. you know, they do have that real shared history and that just connection to each other and to this place that they grew up to this town that raised them, that has become their family. Um, and I also think, you know, friends, I mean, I, I think this book is a lot about like best friends who really become your family. And, um, I'm so lucky to have those. I got to see some of them tonight, um, at my, at my book signing and, um, I'm so lucky to get to have that too. And, and that friendship really shows up on the page and just growing up with someone. I mean, even Parker and Amelia, they're not best friends. And in fact, he's kind of the annoying kid next door to her, but they know each other and they understand each other in a way that other people really can't because they've known each other since, you know, before they were grown ups, before the world told them who they were supposed to be. So um, see all those different types of family in this story. That's awesome. Oh, this is where I need to stop everything and remind everyone to order under the southern sky from booktown in manasquan new jersey the link is under announcements there it is and then you get a free pair of those fabulous fnf shades to wear on your trip under the southern sky because your future is so bright you're gonna need shades yeah so christy the five of us talk constantly about how much we love this incredible friends and fiction community. We do. And now we absolutely yeah. do. So we have a few members of our beautiful community who wanted to pop on to tell you how much they loved Under the Southern Sky. And then we're going to take live questions from our viewers. So make sure to drop your questions in now if we have, if you have them. This is so exciting. Hi, Christy. It's Lisa. I am so excited for the release of Under the Southern Sky. I absolutely loved this book. Congratulations. I can't wait for the world to discover the brilliance that is Under the Southern Sky. The way that you capture the heart of your characters is unmatched and fans will fall in love with the stories of Greer, Amelia, and Parker. I'm so excited for you. Thank you for sharing your gift with the world. Congratulations, and I can't wait until we can all meet under the southern sky. Yay! Christy Hudson Harvey brilliantly tackles love, life, and loss in Under the Southern Sky, a stellar addition to her list of work. Her writing simply brings me joy. She has this wonderful way 
of creating characters that you just fall in love with. They're charming, they're funny, and in this particular book, she tackles some very heavy emotions. It's a tour de force novel. You're going to love it. Under the Southern Sky by Christy Woodson Harvey is an amazing book that will find a special place in your heart and it'll stay there forever. I absolutely adore this book. The themes that run very deep into this book are family, friendship, second chances, and love. I rooted, cheered, laughed, and cried for Amelia, Parker, and the other characters. Congratulations, Christy, on an amazing book. Hi, I'm Brenda Gardner, the co-host of the Friends and Fiction Official Book Club. Wanted to take a minute to tell you about Under the Southern Sky, Christy Woodson Harvey's wonderful new novel. What I love about it is it explores not only contemporary issues, but classic issues of loss and finding your way. I thought it was fabulous, and I know you'll love it, too. Great. So now it is time for some other group members to get questions answered live. So Mary Kay, do you want to start us off? Yeah. Um, well, uh, Sharon Person says she's heard a rumor that Christie's going to have a historical fiction novel. <laughs> is that true? Not only is it true, but I met someone at my luncheon today that like, I really needed to talk to about this book, which is really cool. Um, yeah, so I won't talk about it too much because it's, you know, a while from now, but um, 2022, it's a, it's a historical contemporary. So we have a, you know, contemporary storyline and a historical storyline about um, Edith and Cornelia Vanderbilt. Edith was the first mistress of Elmore Estate. And um, it's about their real life wedding veil that magically disappeared and kind of my interpretation of what might have happened to it in the future. Um, but really, it's just about these amazing women and the lives that they led and um, who they were. So, yeah. And it's so funny how, you know, we were, we talk about this all the time about how things just come into our path. And I was, I said something really briefly about this book today and a woman came up to me after and she was like, I can help you. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Cause I had just been saying to you guys, I have to have someone to fact check this book for me because I've done all this research. Yeah. I'm yeah. panicked, you know, I'm panicked about it. So anyway, it was great. It was very fortuitous to meet her today. <laughs> wow. And then the question about it tonight, it's like the universe is trying to. Thanks Sharon. <laughs> I, I feel like whenever we commit to something, a story, we, it all happens to all of us. It's yeah. like these little, we're a magnet and all these little filaments yes. come in. I know it's and crazy. Goodness, Cause I feel like they really do lead us on our way. I mean, especially third little breadcrumbs. Yeah. yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah. It's just incredible. Okay. Michelle Marcus wants to know, could you see yourself? I actually think this is kind of brilliant. Could you see yourself writing a novella of one of the characters from this book? And if you did, who would it be? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. Um, so I think Aunt Tilly for sure, because I think she's fascinating. And she has, like, there was a lot of her backstory that, like, I know up here that I couldn't really put in the book because she's not a protagonist. So she would be a really interesting character just to see her, especially in her younger years and how she got to where she is today. Um, and then also, I think that Parker's brother, Mason, like, he had a really oh, big yeah. story 
or an interesting story that I really thought, yeah, yeah like I could have, I don't know. I mean, or it might be interesting to see someone like who's like involved with him or, you know, something like just something yeah. about how his life ends up turning out. Um, good question though. Thanks, Michelle. I like that. Yeah, that was a great like question. Christy, I don't know if you've been following the comments at all, but um, your <laughs> website was very briefly down. It's now, it's now back up. But um, Meg is speculating that you broke the internet with your character quiz. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I think it just went out for a couple minutes. It's back, but I, I really think. I'm so glad it's back. No, I think you broke the internet, Christy. I, I really, I don't know. I, I don't know what's happening here. All right. That is a launch day goal. Break, uh, the, break internet. the internet. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of the character quiz, I do think we're going to have time to do that. So, um, so uh, let me see. All right, stick around. We will have your quiz results and Christy's generous giveaway in just a minute. So this is your very last chance to put your quiz results in the comments to be eligible for a prize. So just drop your numerical result, one, two, three, four, or five. Um, and ladies, this is your warning, Patty and Mary Kay, to um, retrieve your headwear for we'll be playing our roles once more. <laughs> uh, and while you're doing that, Ron wants to know who would play uh, Parker and Amelia in the movie. And like, I think Wade Ooh. definitely has to play Parker, obviously, because he just really well, and Kristen, obviously. I was going to say, I, I love her. I mean, I, I will save the wardrobe department like three dollars. So, right, yeah, exactly. I, feel, yeah. I feel like this is really easy, and y'all would probably be a good deal too, since you know, in the acting world, you're not as well known as some of the other people. That <laughs> <laughs> All right, that that's true. my that is my cue to talk about uh, our partners. Page One Books is a book subscription package that pairs all of your reading hopes and dreams with the insightful picks of real-life indie booksellers. You can find out more about Page One on our Friends in Fiction Facebook page, and you can use the code FAB5, all caps, for 10% off if you are a new subscriber. And for your snacks on the porch or the beach, pack up your Mama Geraldine's cheese straws, or, you know, those key lime cooler little cookie mm. deals. I love those. Yeah. Mm. And the pecan cine minis, they're good, too. So um, they're so good. You know, not even even your book club is not going to know that you didn't make them. Remember to use code FAB5 for 20% off at MamaGeraldine's.com. And the Friends and Fiction official book club will be reading Christie's Under the Southern Skies starting this week. So if you have not yet joined the official book club led by Brenda Gardner and Lisa Harrison, it is so much fun. I was just there Monday night and it gives you lots of extra insights into our books. And we we talk about you guys get to ask live questions and spend the whole hour talking in a different way than we do here. And speaking of insights into books, make sure you join us next Wednesday at 7 on and only Chris Bajalian. He is the author of 2018's The Flight Attendant, which has been made into a hugely popular HBO Max series starring Kaylee Cuoco and his upcoming stunner, Hour of the Witch. Hour of the Witch. That's kind of a tongue twister. Yeah. Is amazing. I read it. it I, I, I switched. Through, I, it's stunning. I think it's, it's one of his best books, and I'm a huge fan. Um, I promise you'll adore him as much as we do. 
you will you will also have a chance to welcome a friend of mine this Sunday to the show our monthly behind the books bonus. So on Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern, we'll post our fascinating interview with Vietnamese poet Win Phan Quê Mai, whose first novel, written in English, which is her second language, has truly Amazing. swept the world. I know it's incredible. I cannot wait to talk to her about that. And Quê Mai would like to extend a special offer to you guys. Um, she is going to be giving away a book with a signed book plate to one lucky winner. Um, so to be entered, just tune in Sunday at 5 Eastern and leave a comment, any comment, just to let us know you were there. We'll draw a winner on Monday night for that giveaway. And this is such a beautiful book. It was on so many lists in 2020. Um, it's just stunning. And I cannot wait to dig in with her. Um, it's an interview you will not want to miss about culture, lost secrets, hidden history. Um, she's just phenomenal. Um, and now, because I know you are all on the edges of your seat. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Christy, you were going to thank Booktown. I'm skipping ahead of you. Oh, yes. Um, so thank Sorry. you so much to Booktown for being our bookseller this evening. And they're offering 10% off of all of our books with the code friends and the awesome sunglasses with the purchase of Under the Southern Sky. That's right. And now, because we know that you've just been waiting for this all evening, the moment that will guide the rest of your life decisions, <laughs> your Under the Southern Sky quiz results, your new life begins here. Yes. All right. So here's how the prizes will work. If you've entered your character number in the comments, Meg is going to pull the winners and I'll be reading them along with each character profile. So if I read your name, would you please drop me a message on Facebook? That would be amazing. Um, if you scored mostly ones on my highly scientific quiz, you are a fairly low key, but driven and empathetic person who believes you can change the world. And you know, when the, when the going gets tough, the tough call their mama. <laughs> yep, you're me, Amelia Saxton, the bright and determined journalist. Finding that cluster of embryos belonging to Greer and Parker sets this whole tale in motion. And it might just end up leading to the greatest story of my life. That's so good. Okay, and the winner of the candle and bag for number one is Christina Palmer. Yay! Yay. Um, if you chose mostly twos on my quiz, you're a bit of a homebody who views family tradition as the highest form of happiness and who would sacrifice anything at all for the people closest to you. That said, you have a tendency to get a little too far into people's business. <laughs> you might be like... Uh, me, Elizabeth Saxton, <laughs> Amelia's mother. I have lived in my family's home, Dogwood, on the end of a peninsula in Cape Carolina almost my entire life. When we were just schoolgirls, my best friend Olivia and I dreamed that we would grow up, live next door to each other, and have babies who would grow up to get married so we could be family, real family. So imagine my surprise all these years after that dream disappeared when Amelia shows up with Olivia's son, Parker, <gasps> and a secret. Oh, my goodness. The winner of number two is Ashley Hauser. If you chose, yay, Ashley. If you chose mostly threes, you are strong, kind, low maintenance, and empathetic to a fault. You are the most introverted character in our cast, but perhaps the most soulful of as well. Of course, Wade left us a little bit earlier, but the threes are Parker Thaston. When he lost his wife Greer, his world totally, completely stopped, and the only thing that gets him through is 
his journals left behind by Greer. And maybe, just maybe, those journals will have vital secrets to impart. So the winner of our threes is Tracy Smith. Yay, Tracy. Now our number fours are our most extroverted characters who are always up for a good time. Everything our fours do, they do with all their hearts, whether it's work, play, love, or give back. If you got mostly fours, you're like Greer, played by Ellen. She was fearless, fun, brilliant, and totally put together, much like Ellen herself. And as you now know, Greer has had secrets that Parker does not know about, including a huge one with my Amelia. Before she died, Greer thought about destroying her journals, but she's decided against it because, well, Parker deserves to know the truth. He's about to find out. Ooh. I think that's still Greer messing with us from the ground. I think not. so too. <laughs> um, so our I know. Four. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I think there was like a delay. I wasn't trying to. <laughs> okay. Um, our number four winner is our own Lisa Harrison. Yay! Um, okay, and last but not least, if you're one of our fives, you might just be my favorite. You're an enigma to most people, but the ones who love you best, the ones you decide to actually let inside, know that you are a font of wisdom and give good advice and maybe, just maybe, are a really excellent cook. Um, and if you're mostly fives, you're like me, Aunt Tilly. And I do so love this town of Cape Carolina that has accepted me just as I am. They don't tell me I'm delusional, except behind my back. <laughs> they just they just join in on the fun. I know my niece Amelia perhaps better than anyone in the world. My sister Elizabeth and her friend Olivia always try to fix her life, but I know her heart. And I've been saving my secrets up for a rainy day when they're most needed. And once I let Amelia in on them, I might just change her life. The winner of number five is, is someone that I love so much, Jensi Courtney. Jensi. Hi, Jensi. Hi. Hi. Hey, that's so awesome. Well, thanks for playing along, y'all. I hope that you'll um, that you not only have fun finding yourself uh, on this quiz, but also that you'll find something to connect with deeply in the pages of Under the Southern Sky. Oh, I know you will. If you've read Christy before, you already know and love her. But this book, this book is something special. We are so proud of her for what she's achieved here. It's an incredible book, and I cannot wait for all of you out there to get your hands on it, too. Please, if you have not ordered it already and you think you might, consider doing it tonight or sometime this week because those first week sales are so important and don't forget that you can snag this free pair of fabulous friends and fiction shades if you place your order through our friends at booktown with code friends which also gets you 10 percent off now just one more question for our christy before we go christy what a difference a year makes right i mean in some ways and also some not. I don't know. Here we are, another pandemic launch. But can you tell us about our launch last year with Friends in Fiction and your launch this year? Were they, you know, just a little bit different? A little bit different. Um, even though we're still kind of in a weird year, I did at least get to, I've gotten to come out and do some tour events, which has yeah. been so great. Um, and virtual events, you know, have not been panicky. Like last year, it was like, oh my God, I don't, what, what, what's Google? Yeah. 
whatever. I don't know how to do that one. Um, so it's been, it's just kind of old hat now. The virtuals are old hat. And um, we clearly no longer have tech issues at Friends in Fiction. So <laughs> it's sailing all the way. Never. <laughs> all the way. Never. All the way. Um, so anyway, no, but it has been a really great year. It's been so great to see everybody out on the road and just having this friends and fiction community. I mean, yeah. we were in our infancy last year and I was actually like filming from like a little studio in Beaufort because I could, I was so nervous that like it wasn't going to work and I had someone like a tech person doing it for me. So um, now I'm in a hotel room, so it's great. But, um, <laughs> but probably the best part is just having all of you. You're such Aww. good friends to me. I'm so grateful Aww. for all that. of your support, you guys. I mean, I cannot even tell you. Um, all of you out there, friends and fiction viewers, yours as well as my incredible, amazing author friends who have just taken this book like it was your own and and put it, launched it into the world. So I am incredibly grateful and I cannot thank you enough. And I cannot wait to repay the favor. <laughs> we love you and we love the book. Yes. yes. It's such a great book. We're so excited for everyone to read it. So congratulations again, Christy, on the launch this week of Under the Southern Sky. We will see all of you next or this Sunday for our bonus yeah. with Vietnamese poet and novelist Win Phan Quay Mai. So thanks again. Congratulations, Christy. And good night, everybody. Congratulations, love. Good night. Love. Good night, everyone. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. Join us every week on Facebook or YouTube, where our live show airs every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And please, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram. We're so glad you're here. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.